Support for Switched On Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Switched On Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. And I'm producer Rihanna Cruz. So what's up, Rihanna? Well, Charlie, I got a lovely episode for you about none other than Demi Lovato. You know, I don't know a lot about Demi Lovato, except that I love Sorry Not Sorry, and I think it's a perfect pop song. So I'm going to have to ask you to educate me. Of course. So in 2022, Demi Lovato is going through a rebrand. Demi leaves rehab again. When is this shit gonna end? A rebrand that gives us an opportunity to understand some of the hallmark sounds of pop punk and adjacent genres. This is Skin of My Teeth, the first single off of Lovato's forthcoming album, Holy FVCK, which is out on August 19th. It's very 90s, like whole kind of sound. Exactly. There's a lot to unpack in that song, but namely a direct interpolation of the song Celebrity Skin by Hole. Oh, okay. I wasn't far off. Oh, make me over. I'm all I want to be. Demi leaves rehab again. Pretty cool, right? I love it. Yeah. So this single was the first hint Demi was going to be looking to the past in her new work, completing a heel turn, so to speak, from the historically pop bangers that Demi has become known for over the past decade. Like you mentioned, Sorry Not Sorry. And we see her moving to a more rock oriented territory on her second single from this record, Substance. Fun, pop punk, good energy. I dig it. I can take it you're you're a closeted levotic, Charlie. <laughs> I had no idea I was a levotic. Definitely sounds like some kind of medication. <laughs> totally. I mean, this rebrand, though, doesn't necessarily come as a surprise, right? So if you've been following Demi and their social media, they've named Baltimore Hardcore Act Turnstile as their favorite band. They're also my favorite band, which I think is really, really cool. <laughs> Wow, I haven't listened to hardcore music since like I was a teenager going to really bad shows in basements. That's where all the all the fun is. They have also publicly posted on social media about listening to post-hardcore bands Bring Me the Horizon and Devil Wears Prada, which are also middle school staples of one Rihanna Cruz. <laughs> I gotta 
that's Chelsea Smile by Bring Me the Horizon. Charlie, have you ever heard that before? Rihanna, you have such a cheery demeanor. Where does this dark, heavy music come from? It comes from my middle school years in suburban New Jersey. (laughs) I've not heard this music. This is new to me. Yeah, I mean, Demi loves it. And, you know, true Levotics will know they even flirted with a rock sound on the 2008 album, Don't Forget. Here's a fan classic, La La Land. This is less a rebrand than a return to form. I feel like the new music really fits in with this 2008 vibe. So when I was first listening to Substance, judging by these inclinations towards hardcore music and Demi's previous track record of incorporating more rock sounds into their music, I immediately was interested. And on first listen, I thought, oh, this is a pop punk song. Yeah, that's definitely what I'd call it. Yeah. Right. But the more I listened to it, I realized it's not that simple. Oh, man, I'm wrong. Okay. So I asked myself, am I the only one looking for substance? God, I, and only love me lonely and loveless. Definitely getting a lot of pop punk here. We've got the relentless drums that remind me of Travis Barker from Blink-182, who is still making a lot of pop punk today. It's even got those stuttery hi-hat things that he borrows from Trap. It's got chugging guitars. It's got a slightly annoying, in a good way, whiny vocal. And it has that little breakdown moment of the like, dung dun dun All feels very pop punk to me. Exactly. And I am so happy that you mentioned Travis Barker because I feel like the band that encapsulates pop punk the most is Blink-182. Now you're going back to my childhood. Exactly. Got some late 90s, San Diego, skating down the boardwalk kind of vibes. Absolutely. Contrary to punk music, right, which is more brash and sometimes formless, pop punk is just that in the name. It's punk music with pop songwriting sensibilities, and it's usually palatable, contrary to a lot of punk music, which comes off as abrasive sometimes and often expresses frustration with society. You know, in this case, hometowns, parents, the dude that stole your girl in college, things of that nature, right? So it's very adolescent targeted and is often immature. Uh, So not as much a takedown on like capitalism, patriarchy and systemic racism and the problems of the world. It's a takedown of the suburb that you grew up in. Ah, Yeah, pretty much. Got it. So take early Blink-182, for example, and their song Dysentery Gary off of their biggest (laughs) record, Enema of the State, which is regarded as one of the hallmarks of pop punk music. It's fun. It's got the institutional dissatisfaction without the desire to throw away form and melodic hooks. I guess pop punk is very embracing of wanting to pull people in rather than to push people away. Yeah, like think of other pop punk acts from the same era. They kind of do the same thing in the late 90s, early 2000s. And and you think of bands like Sum 41 and Yellow Card and even like early Green Day, you know, like Welcome to Paradise is a pop punk song. Welcome to paradise. 
And similar to emo music, there's a lot of discourse over what is or isn't pop punk, whether it be on Twitter, blogs, even now in 2022. You can toss a band like Fall Out Boy in, in several boxes, right? Like you can call them emo, you can call them mall goth for a period of time. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> Partially laughing because like malls feel really irrelevant now at this moment. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the various malls of America are very upset about me saying that. But Charlie says down with malls. Yeah. It's a very it feels like a very dated reference. Oh, it's like, does Hot Topic still exist? Maybe it does. I don't know. It does. I bought my first Fall Out Boy t-shirt at Hot Topic. And they're still selling them. They're still chugging along. Now they sell like Billie Eilish and Lil Peep t-shirts. Oh. But I feel like that. OK. You know, same thing. Good for them. Kind of. I clearly have not been to a mall in a minute. So yeah, someone like Fall Out Boy, you know, they they can fall in several boxes, but for a period of time, they were firmly pop punk, as was a band like Paramore or The Offspring. And Charlie, you mentioned before the sort of hallmarks of pop punk. There's a few things about the genre that come up consistently in that type of music, and one of the things you mentioned is the drums. Yeah, I always think of like very bright, hard-hitting completely relentless drums like the person working the hardest in a pop punk band is the drummer they are constantly headbanging all of their limbs are flailing it seems extremely exhausting well i want to connect substance to these sort of hallmarks established by pop punk ancestors starting with the drums so let's check them out on a classic pop punk emo title for a pessimist i'm pretty optimistic by the band paramore And then check out the drums on Substance. In a pop punk group, you might be able to get away with some slightly out of tune guitars, some wobbly vocals, but the drums are just metronomic. They are on the beat and they hold the whole thing together. Yeah. And speaking of vocals... That's the next thing I was going to mention. All the songs have a sort of similar soaring quality to the vocals. Soaring Southern Californian accent with as much nasal quality as possible. That's a perfect lead in to this example, Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. Awesome. It's like you have to sing completely from way up here. And it's the accent that people not from America who've only seen Hollywood films imitate when they're trying to imitate a stereotypical American, which codes as like Southern Californian bro. Oh, my God. Totally. (laughs) And Demi is no stranger to this type of vocal accent aside. The soaring quality of their voice is something that they're honestly known for. Spectacular, definitely. Wow. Yeah. I guess you don't graduate from the world of Disney without being able to sing in those super high soaring registers. That's got to be part of the grueling training. But I also love how they bring in that mixture of full chest voice, but then movement up into this very sort of nasally pop punky quality. 
and switches back and forth between them. Yeah, and you could hear it throughout Substance, but particularly here on the bridge. And something else about pop punk music, Charlie, that you didn't mention Mm. is the classic, the eternal, whoa, 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 I was, I was, I was getting there. Whoa, 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 whoa. And Demi uses this whoa in substance. It's, it's only 12 seconds in. And we're going to go deep on the woe-woes for a little. Yeah, the woe-woes feel like, to me, the pop-punk version of Bubblegum Pop's La La La's. Exactly. And that's a great synthesis because the woe-woes have always been present in this sort of genre. The first example that I could find was from 1986 in the Misfits song Astro Zombies. I mean, even when they say all I want, it sounds like they're saying all I, whoa. Right, exactly. It bleeds into the song. And I think it's really funny that My Chemical Romance, another pop punk, emo, rock band, whatever you want to call it, cover that song for one of the holy grails of pop punk, the Tony Hawk American Wasteland soundtrack. But other songs that use the woe fills, we got Savior by Rise Against. I dig it. There's the Anthem by Good Charlotte. Whoa. Admittedly, on the more emo side of things, we have Sweetness by Jimmy Eat World. And they do it on 2005's Of All the Gin Joints in the World by Fall Out Boy. And a personal favorite, the song I got in a skateboarding accident too because I was riled up at how much this song rocks. <laughs> oh no. The Kids Aren't Alright by The Offspring. When we were young, the future was so bright. All woe all the time. All woe all the time. And it's something that became so maligned in the pop punk genre in the early 2000s that punk stalwarts NoFX made a parody track called Woe on the Woes in 2002. But all of these similarities between Demi and pop punk are are there, right? They're there. We've called them out. Mm-hmm. But there was something specific that was throwing me off about the connection between pop punk and substance. What's that? The guitar. Ooh. Okay. This is exciting. Support for Switched on Pop comes from Vibe Check. If you were an Intuit fan and you are missing Sam Sanders, then have no fear. He's back with another great pod called Vibe Check. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture. From Elon Musk and foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup to Usher's Super Bowl halftime show, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. 
They're currently doing a series called Hey Sis, where they're highlighting the compelling stories of black women and their achievements. They're being joined by special guests Regina King, Audie Cornish, Raquel Willis, and more. Vibe Check is your favorite group chat come to life. You can join the Weekly Kiki every Wednesday. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. Can't believe Sam made me say Kiki. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's a distinct guitar sound in Substance. Is anybody happy with life in the backseat? Trying to master the art of detaching. Is anybody driving? So what do you hear, Charlie? It's almost clean guitar. Yeah, for me, I feel like clean is the perfect way to put it. The guitar tone on the track sounds a little bit too polished for it to logically be pulled from what I know to be classic pop punk. Original pop punk guitar, of what I've noticed, tends to sound a little bit crunchy. You could hear it on Ocean Avenue by Yellow Card. Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous by Good Charlotte. And on a Weird Al-esque parody song of the genre by Sunrise Skater Kids, the track Pop Punk Pizza Party, this is the guitar tone that they use. Yeah, very bright, fuzzy, distorted. They're heavy guitars. Right. And to me, the new guitar tone that we hear on Substance is one that is distinctly focused on the pop punk revival. Willow. Transparent Soul. It's like a 90s chorus guitar that feels like it's more out of Soundgarden or something than it does mm. out of pop punk. That chorus-y, whooshy sound, it's a sound you would hear coming out of the 80s in bands like The Police. was heavily used by bands like Nirvana in the grunge world. Another person shepherding in the pop punk revival is former rapper, now musician, I guess, Machine Gun Kelly, and you could hear it on his song Bloody Valentine. Whatever. I feel like this tone of guitar borrows more from the tones of fourth wave emo and post-punk revival music. (laughs) I'm going deep, Charlie. So you could hear this tone on songs from bands like Citizen. Edward Forty Hands by Mom Jeans. You can also hear it on most songs by the band Modern Baseball. 
When I was just a boy We'll call it 15 or so I found and you could hear it on the song Such Small Hands by Lattice Bew, which is often cited as one of the apexes of experimental hardcore and fourth wave emo. I think I saw you in my sleep, darling. I think I saw you in my dreams. You were stitching up the seams on every broken promise that your body couldn't keep. I think I saw you in my sleep. I feel like I have to point out there were obviously clean guitars that have happened in pop punk throughout the eras. Yeah. I think of a song like What's My Age Again by Blink-182. But they always seem to get distorted at some point yeah. in the song. Nonetheless, the tone that you're pointing out that we hear on Substance is, if you'll allow me, substantively different. I feel like there is that feeling that the guitar amp is maybe it's not even like far away in the room. It's like in a hallway down in the house somewhere else. It adds this feeling of I'm sorry to use the word, but like authenticity because it is a little lo-fi. It's not close mic'd and like overproduced. It's just, oh, yeah, we happen to have a guitar on. It's over in the hallway. And yeah, we're just we're just playing it. No big deal. Just plugged it in. Cleans home. Didn't even think about it. Right. And that's a benchmark of the emo music that we're talking about, right? It's supposed to be inherently authentic. I think that this guitar tone is used to add an air of transparency and sort of associated connection between Demi's influences and what they're trying to do on this track. I, I feel like it softens a bit. Yeah, because the song is about asking for substance, not substances, which have been a challenge for Demi, but substance, something real in life. And the way that they bring that to the fold here is using these tones, which feel not too produced, feel just in the right way, almost recorded at home. Yeah, and I think an interesting thing with regards to substance here is that Demi isn't using any of the usual collaborators that cloud the sort of pop punk revival scene today. There's no Travis Barker on the track, even though it might be inspired by Travis. There's no Travis on the track. There's no MGK on the track. Machine Gun Kelly. There's no Avril Lavigne on the track. The only people that are credited are the collaborators that Demi's been working with their whole career. There's mm. producer and songwriter Oak, who has produced mostly pop and R&B music, as well as Demi's hit, Sorry Not Sorry. Also a friend of the show. We spoke with him a few years ago. And joined by him are his collaborators, Alex Nice and Keith Tenfor Sorrels, who also play instruments on the track. So I think that Demi's trying to look at this sort of foray into this genre as more authentic. It's not mm. it's not a facade. It's not them trying something new for the sake of trying something new. They're working with people that they've been doing this with for a very long time. They're incorporating genres that are near and dear to their heart while also kind of subverting the tonality of pop punk as we know it, which I think is really interesting. It's rad. Substantive. Quite, quite substantive. Switched on Pop is produced by Rihanna Cruz, engineered by Brandon McFarland, edited by Jolie Myers, illustrations by Iris Gottlieb, community management by Abby Barr, our executive producers are Nishat Karwa and Hannah Rosen. We're a member of the Vox Media Podcast Network and a production of Vulture. You can find more episodes anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, switchedonpop.com. And you can catch us on social media at switchedonpop on Twitter and Instagram. We'll be back next week with another episode. And until then, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening.
Support for Switched on Pop comes from VibeCheck. If you need more of my friend Sam Sanders in your life, then you'll want to check out his new pod called VibeCheck. Each week, Sam and his two best friends, writer Saeed Jones and journalist and producer Zach Stafford, make sense of what's going on in the news and culture, from foreign policy to how to heal from a breakup. Every Wednesday, they check the vibe of what's going on in the world and how it all feels. It's like your favorite group chat come to life. Listen to and follow Vibe Check wherever you get your podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply.